Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Black Umbrella. So, um, I know you guys have been hearing us talk about this great book that we've all been reading. Y'all know we got that advanced copy, so we might be a little bit ahead of you. Might even be, be you know, done. But, um... We just want to give you a little bit more excerpts from the book because you have to get it. It's called In Case You Forgot, written by Frederick Smith and Chaz Lamar. And as we already let you guys know, it's a book about two newly single black, queer and socially aware men. Um, They go by the name Zaire James and Kenny Kane. And last week, Mika gave you guys an, um, an explanation of who Zaire is and his story. So now I'm going to let you guys know a little bit about Kenny. So Kenny Kane has made a career of deferring dreams, lowering expectations, and chasing partners not on his level in hopes of finding a love to call his own. However, on the verge of the big 4-0, he realizes the clock is ticking on all his dreams. So like we said, you guys have to get this book. Um, it's out now. You can purchase it from boldstrokesbooks.com and let us know and let the authors know what you think of the book so far, your favorite parts and all that good stuff. You can follow them on Twitter. You can follow Chaz at chzcruise and you can follow Fred at fsmith827 on Twitter. Hey everyone, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It's TBU Thursday. New episode, new episode, new episode. Wow. You did <laughs> you, did you like that? No. Okay. <laughs> well, just shit on me. <laughs> well, I'm not into that. But I can get into it. Are, I can jump right into you it. You have to pay me for that, though. Well, it's not free. I actually had a question for you both question? before we get this sharded. Ooh. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> he just got boo-boo started? in the brain, huh? I meant to say started. The brain right. is much, much. Um, on Twitter the other day, I saw something really trending and funny, and I thought I should ask you two what you guys think. Um, it was a question posed by Jamie Foxx, and he said, what do you think is the best movie soundtrack of all time? So, go. My favorite is the boom, uh, Boomerang soundtrack. Okay. I love that soundtrack it is like freaking perfect you got tony braxton uh, some boys to men uh-huh. aaron hall Everything. Like, it's so 90s nika love it damn i have like 10 oh <laughs> on here um because i like i watch a hell of a lot of movies if you know me i love movies i watch them all the time um, but I have Waiting to Exhale on here, of course. Mm-hmm. Purple Rain, The Bodyguard, The Shining, because I love scary movies. Um, Friday, Love Jones. Ooh, Love Jones is pretty cool. Yeah, that's Friday. a good right one. Oh. And Belly. Okay. Belly is good, too. I have, um, I have, I want to say I have Waiting to Exhale. Come on. Okay. I, I have. <laughs> I have Waiting to Excel, I have Love Jones, and I have Dream Girls. Oh, yes, Dream Girls. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. I can dream. I can sing. Yes, dream I can girls sing every single song. No, I don't want to say it's of all time because I don't think it's of all time. No, but, but it's, it's one of my I favorites. I know every single song mm-hmm. out of Dream Girls. So, yes, those are my yeah. top three. Oof, yes. Anyway, enough of that. Dang, Love Jones Nika. Is such a good soundtrack. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Love Jones that. is so good. All right, yes. Nika, what's the word of the day today, huh? Oh, right. We all out on our stuttering tip today. Okay. The word of the day is vacillate. Okay, guys? Vacillate? Vacillate. First, Chris, I mean, Wes, can you spell strange? Shady! Wes, do you know how to spell strange? Listen, listeners, okay? There might have been a little typo in the last title for a little bit, like a couple days. But I but I changed it, and now it says a tall, dark, strange taste. Okay, well, you know what? I was so mad. I would have already caught that. Spell it. S-T-R-A-N-G-E. Strange. Okay. You got a ghost store. Thank you. Vacillate. Yes, vacillate. Would you... Would you like to attempt to spell it? Hmm. V a s c i a um v a s c i l a t e vacillate. Oh, so close! You're missing one L. Ah. Mm. <laughs> it's a verb. So it close. means wow. alternate or waver between different opinions or actions to be indecisive. You might vacillate between ordering waffles and pancakes at your favorite diner. It's hard to pick just one when both are so tasty. Mm. Well, this is a good one. Okay, I guess I'll start first. I mean, you said it was a good one. I <laughs> right. It is. I just thought it was a good one. I can't stand people who vacillate. Mm. It really irritates me. I feel like everybody really knows everybody. what they want. Like, you know, mm. sometimes it's like people who constantly jump in between like this or this, this or this. You always want one of them more. It's just mm-hmm. you want to, you know, you just want to like, you don't want to let go of the other one. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, vacillate. <laughs> yeah, okay. vacillate. I don't like those people who vacillate. Not I don't like. It's just it 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 gets under my skin because it's like yo, pick something. Like it's not that hard. Just pick something. Mm. And they're in and most of the times. Whenever you do this to them, it's mostly whenever they're in they're in a situation with someone else. It's never whenever they're by themselves. It's like I can't gauge how you make decisions whenever you're by yourself. But whenever you're with me, it's always like, oh, I don't know. Oh, we do see. We'll see. Oh, da, 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 da. And it's like, come on, bruh. <laughs> pick something. It's mm-hmm. not that hard. But they want to be considerate to you. And it's like, I don't care. I really don't. Just pick. I would love if you just picked something for one time. Right. Anything. Just for one time. Just pick something. Thank you. So, yeah. That's my sentence. Um, My sentence is um, I often vacillate between going to sleep or <laughs> actually doing what I'm supposed to do for the day. Oh. <laughs> That's a doozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is. Yes. Let me tell you what wins most of the time. Sleep. 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 Mm-hmm. Same. Nika? Um... Sometimes I dislike when people vac- are yeah vacillating between their wants and their needs. Mm. They're two different things, but people are often sometimes they get them confused and then they're, they're just two like, different things, boo. But they're just like I'm just indifferent about them both, and it's just like no something is something that you want, but you don't need it right now, and something is something that you actually need, but you want this other thing but you don't actually need the other thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. I think that that's a great segue into the pay it dust segment. Um, 
and I guess I can start it off since I think it's a good segue because my pay at desk is I can't stand people who say they need something whenever really it's a want. And it can be with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can't stand being with people and, like, if they're talking to a waiter or to someone who's serving them, they're like, I need the, I need the da da da, and I need the this, and I need the that. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Hi, I would like, you know, can I have the, you know, anything in that nature is good, but I can't stand whenever people start things off with I need. Like, oh, I need the, the steak, and I need it with the potatoes, and I want my steak cooked, you know, medium rare, and I need, I need, I'm like, oh my God. No, you don't. Calm down. Because <laughs> you don't. You don't need any of this stuff. You just want it. But the fact that you have to say I need to people uh-huh. whenever you're simply doing something as order, it's like, come on now. Like, that's not even, I, don't, I, don't, that's, I honestly think it's kind of rude to be like, I need this. I need that. It's like needing, being needy. Like, you know, nah, that's not cool. Someone's helping you. Someone's serving you. Something's asking you, hi, what would you like? Did you did you make a decision on what you wanted? It's like, oh, yeah, I did. I would like da-da-da. You know, that's mm-hmm. the proper way. But don't be like, it sounds so demanding when you tell someone, I need this. I need this. Yeah, I need this. And this, this. It's like, yo, that just, uh, it rubs me the wrong way. Something mm-hmm. random, but I'm paying that dust. People <laughs> who just need the wrong things. It's like, bruh, you don't need it. And you get your needs and your wants mixed up. So, yeah. Amen. Um, I am going to pay dust to the wild already start to the free agency. It's <laughs> <laughs> a mess situation <laughs> for the NBA. It's just a lot going on. Too I'm much. not happy right now because I'm a Celtics fan. And if you've seen what the hell been going on, and if you're a fan like me, you'll be sad right along with me. So, I mean, here's to a great summer. Hopefully things turn around. <laughs> uh, should be an interesting next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm going to pay dust to every ignorant-ass person that thinks that um, being a different gender or sex um, coincides with being in a cult. Mm. Does not. What? What? It does not. Really? <laughs> Were you put in a situation? They did not get your family member. Your family member was born the way that they are, and they feel that they want to be that way, so let them be who they are. That's mm-hmm. who they are. They did not get kidnapped and shanghaied <laughs> to get <laughs> brought into a cult to be gay or lesbian or transsexual or pansexual or everything that you're thinking that they had to do to be gay didn't happen so just shut the fuck up you sound fucking dumb yes that brings up just a great conversation which we can do on another episode but it just brings up the conversation on was i born this way or was this a a decision that i made people people know they just don't come out because of people like you and i know and i know and i and it's so i should really make this happen i'm gonna make this happen now that i think about it it. but um (laughs) I'm going to have it as, as a log on this episode, just specifically having a conversation on was I born this way versus did I make a decision for this to happen? Because mm-hmm. I actually know people who feel like they made the decision, who are gay, who are openly gay and proud. Mm-hmm. They feel like they actually made a decision to be. And mm-hmm. if they were not born that way and they have like an extensive reasoning behind why they feel like that. Mm-hmm. And then I also know people who are like, I was born this way. And it would be really interesting to just carry a dialogue on why they feel like that. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. Future episode to come. Future episode to come. Whoop, Let us know you guys like it if you like the idea. Maybe we'll carry it out sooner than later. Maybe. <laughs> and we got a lovely 
email from email. our number one fan. <laughs> she wants Brat. to pay something does right along with us. She says, okay, so I'm so tired of people taking selfies and videos with their rooms being nasty and dirty. Bitch, if you don't clean your damn room, get off social media and clean up before you get to taking pictures and doing videos. <laughs> it's simple. It's simple, and I have to agree. Y'all be on y'all's Instagrams. With the pictures and the videos, with the with the really like unique and funny and witty captions, but we be seeing the back of your room as <laughs> dirty as I don't know what, and your mattress is on the floor. Oh my god! So look, your we don't got time. <laughs> Y'all might just want to take her advice, okay? Clean up your room before you get to taking pictures and videos for your Instagram, please. And thank you. And thank you. Hmm. Anyway, let's skirt dirt, dirt, dirt on to For the Birds with Frenchie. So, Frenchie, what you got for us for the For the Birds segment today? Well, we are going to start it off with we have new champs in the NBA world. Your Toronto Raptors are the 2019 NBA Finals champions. This is the first. First. The first. First. Finals that they won. Ever. With a new coach that never coached nobody before. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and Kawhi, who just basically came off of like Kawhi. Somewhere. He wasn't in he wasn't playing for like a long time when he was in San Antonio because he had an injury. And then he leaves, goes goes to Toronto with the coach that ain't cloned. never coached nobody before. And then they win a ring. Yeah, very <laughs> interesting. So, was, <laughs> yay! Congratulations. I like he's, a, he's a cool guy. He's yeah, he's funny. so funny. Did you guys all watch the game? Of course. Yes. Where were you For guys the most part, I, I was, was at here. Home. I was at. I was here. I was at. Um. Wait. Yeah. I was at stacked. Was I? Oh, stacked. In Cerritos. Random. I don't remember where I was. But I know yeah. I wasn't home. I was at Stacked. I went to Stacked one time. I got like this mac. I got like macaroni in my burrito or something. Burrito. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> macaroni on my burger. And did I enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, they don't really disappoint that much with food. No, yeah, they don't. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The service was really slow though because I stacked. There are no waiters. You just order everything like uh, yeah, on the, the tablet, and then yeah. they bring it to you. Like you send everything to the kitchen, and then they bring it to you. Mm-hmm. So there's like no one so to really wait on you. Human content. So it's like yeah. I don't tip anybody unless you I go. sit at the bar. Right. But mm-hmm. that's the only like, time. Very strange. They're like, can I give a tip? I'm like, no. Nah, I mean, no How? one was here. Who? Right. Who am I tipping? Am I tipping the kitchen? The tablet? I always give like two dollars, but I don't give more than like just because it's like no one helped me. Exactly. It was just me and the tablet, and I don't I don't <laughs> like that interpersonal. I want an interpersonal connection when mm-hmm. I go somewhere to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like interacting with like a constant like cyborg. Yeah. Like the whole cyborg. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah. Xenon. <laughs> right. I'm a Xenon Z3 bitch. Right. Xenon Lapidus. And um, well, to go on from. One oh, NBA right. player to the next NBA player. Apparently, ah! Caillou. <laughs> yes, the animated, ball-headed child, <laughs> Caillou. <laughs> clearly was is well on his way 
to being in the NBA because yes. Caillou was about how old is he in the show? Like six. Or I'm something. just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. Each day he grows some more. Each day he really did grow some more because and he done grew to five eleven, y'all. Yes, Google says that Caillou is five eleven, one seventy one. What kind of okay four year old? No, I want to know. <laughs> Each day he grows some more. So they've got to have him on the cover of a Wheaties box or okay. something, you know? <laughs> Conspiracy. So y'all, y'all be on the lookout because Caillou is coming. He gonna get his ring next <laughs> right. year. Right, and he's, he's a giant. not playing <laughs> with any of you ball bitches. To go from one ball person to the next, Woo! wow! We got Tory Lanez. <laughs> he is bald. He is, he is balding. Bald. I say balding. I don't need balding. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys have been on social media over the past couple of days, um, Tory Lanez uh, posted this video of like him on a vid on a um, shoot of someone else's music video, and there was like a dark skinned uh, black woman in the shot, and then um, and then you can hear the director in the background say, "Okay, like let's switch, let's switch." And so then, like, like the dark-skinned black woman walks off, and then the lighter-skinned uh, black woman walks on, and she has, like, you know, she, she's just light-skinned yeah, woman. Yeah, light-skinned curly hair. And there. so then, like, Tory Lanez, like, cuts, and he's like, no, cut, cut, cut. And, and like, everyone, like, the people on set are like, oh, like, what's going on? What's wrong? And so then he walks back, he walks over to, like, where the light-skinned woman is, and then he is just like, no, 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 like, she was fine, like, saying that the dark-skinned woman was fine where she was and didn't need to switch and he was just like no like don't do that so like he put the dark-skinned woman back in the shot and was told the you know the lighter-skinned woman oh but you're beautiful you know but just you know like no like she she was fine where she is yeah kind of thing and put this caption that was kind of like you know we deal with this every day, especially in the music industry. You know, colorism is tearing us apart, especially like it's really, you know, damaging to our black women. You know, it's really just is you know, it a huge divide between them. And social media was, you know, they were really behind him and they loved the action that he took. And, you know, black girls all over were, you know, super happy that he did that and felt represented and felt seen in that but moment. we all know that niggas be cones. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And apparently, <laughs> the model from that same shoot. Which one? The dark-skinned model mm. from the shoot. She came out and basically said, that's not what happened. <laughs> that is like some publicity type stuff. Like, that's not what happened. So, uh, according to her, she says that um, Tory Lanez asked for both her and the lighter-skinned woman to be to do uh, solo shots with him, um, and that when it was turn when it, when it was the lighter-skinned woman's turn to get into the shot, you know, like when they were gonna switch out, then Tory just you know said cut or whatever to make the video appear that you know that it had something to do with race. And that he wanted to, you know, stop the production or stop the shoot because of that reason. And, you know, to to take a stand and, you know, tell the tell the (laughs) (laughs) and to tell the woman that, you know, you're like, you're supposed to be right here. You know, I'm not going to let them switch you kind of thing. Like, this is like a colorism race issue. And I'm not going to let you do that to my fellow black (laughs) woman. No. And so she's like, yeah, that didn't even like that's not how that happened. And also, she said that while on set, Tori didn't even talk to her. 
but was talking to the light-skinned woman the whole time calling her beautiful you know constantly telling how telling her how beautiful that she was and things like that but never even looked her way never even looked her way except for that moment right there Mm. and so then Tory Lanez comes out the next day and was just kind of like um this is lie like she like she's lying on me if this was truly like a publicity stunt or a hoax or whatever wouldn't I have paid the women or like wouldn't everyone on set have um had known what I was doing and what I was up to or whatever and Blah, 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 all these things. So it's just all these stories. To me, personally, it felt like because the day before, Tori had posted on his story saying, oh, um, a woman that has no clothes on is great. But a woman that could look sexy with all her clothes on, that's special. And you need to hold on to her. Like, you know, something really ugly and controversial <laughs> like that. And then within, like, 24 hours, you put up this video of you standing up for this dark-skinned black woman and colorism. And everyone's like, oh, yay, so we can forget that stupid thing that you just said. Trying to be pro-woman. Right, trying to be pro-woman. And then it comes out from the model saying, that's not what happened. This happened. Niggas be frontin', frontin'. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so use a fraud, and that's ugly, and that's fake. And stop using black women as, you know, your little Publicity PR tools. Stuff, right. We are not like your I tools. I'm going to win like, the black woman over because I just lost them with the last comment I made about women with sexy with their clothes uh, off. But whenever they got their clothes on and they look sexy, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the, like, no. Exactly. Mm. That's just really ugly. Like, we are not. Yeah, we're just we're just not we're not your little toys. Mm-hmm. To be used to give you, you know, like better press or whatever yeah. that Go is. Go get you a sex doll. Hashtag exactly. stop objectifying the black woman. Thank you. Please stop. It's very ugly. It's Don't annoying. Off. Mm-hmm. And also, people. Sorry, I have to add this in. I was about to move on. But. um, Just like a week, like not even a, a week ago, Tory Lanez went on the shade room or whatever and made a comment. Telling us that we should swap um, Aisha Curry, who's an actual black woman, for um, for some white woman. I forget who it is. Um, yeah, so like you, you for what? Like, what was his reasoning behind that? I think the the woman, the white woman, she was just dancing or whatever, twerking, a, a oh dancing, God. something like that. And he basically was like, "Oh, we should we should swap Aisha Curry for her." So uh, that's controversial. And then we'll keep, he went we'll on keep to Ms. say, Curry. right, Mrs. then he went Curry. on to say the thing about how women dress. And then you realize that's going to make it any better. So then you pull this little stunt to really like pull it back around like 180 and people be like, yay, we love Tori. And then no, that got shot down immediately because you got called out. That's ugly. And I think it's so interesting that he was sitting up here just a couple of days ago on his post talking about. Oh, black women are who are sexy with their clothes off. You know, that's sexy. But like if you got your clothes on and you're sexy, that's like even more attractive. That's popping. And it's like, that's so funny because that's what Aisha Curry's like motto is. It's like. 
right looking sexy mm-hmm. conservatively with their clothes on exactly you know don't give men a peek so that's and he now he's like well we should swap her out for uh right because he for, said that before he said the thing about see the clothes. yeah nah so you say that you you're contradicting be, yourself right, right. You, say, you said that, <laughs> that you should in be, public like, people know that's her kind of like brand being conservatively sexy mm-hmm. you said that we should swap her out people got mad so you like i mean um uh when would they close on is sexy People were like, no, still, like, you messed up. I mean, <laughs> uh, dark-skinned women are valid? Yeah? Oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah. And then the, she's like, no, that's fake. <laughs> you didn't even say two words to me, bro. Right. <laughs> Ooh, child. The audacity. The audacity. And to go on to more audacity. Ugh. Juvia's Place. Coon. And please explain what Juvia's Place to those who may not know what oh. Juvia's Place is. Too. Juvia's Place is a black owned makeup company um one of the first kind of things that actually got me looking into makeup was this brand because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like oh my god there's this brand and they have like um the the packaging is like it's like nefertiti it's like on the packaging so it's like oh my god i've never seen that before where Mm -hmm. they're celebrating like you know with black black women like Mm -hmm. what like this is black art this is great and I saw nothing but like, you know, black women supporting the brand and buying Mm -hmm. from the brand and using the brand and all this type of things. And, you know, over the years, they've gotten bigger uh, and things like that. So they had a little fiasco. Um, They tweeted, uh, tweeted, excuse me. They posted on their Instagram um, a picture of Jeffree Star using their products saying you know oh my god we're so excited our new palette is out now kind of thing and if you know or if you don't know who jeffree star is he is someone in the makeup youtube guru kind of community um a white person and he's racist and openly racist i mean openly (laughs) racist and claims to not be right very right he's very much of a lot like a lot of other white people are very Mm -hmm. covert racism yes Mm -hmm. covert i don't to him i guess but not to the world because there's been video that's come out of him saying the n-word with the hard with the hard er er. like loudly and very violently and viciously and he Mm -hmm. said it multiple times on multiple accounts and even called Jackie Ina, who is a popular black, black dark skin mm-hmm. beauty influencer, called her a gorilla like last year, I think it was. Yep. So this black owned company posts that person on, on their, their page. Brand page. And of course, all the black influencers were pretty pissed off about it. One, um, including Alyssa Ashley, who's a black beauty influencer. Um, and she was just kind of saying how hey, I'm not going to get like fully into the, into her thread, but she has like a whole thread on this. Um, basically just saying how the owner of Juvia's place just like didn't really give a damn about having a relationship with the, with, the, um, these black beauty influencers until it came around the time which is right now because they're la- uh, they're launching like a complexion kind of um uh palette or foundation mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it is and so now all of a sudden they're reaching back out to these 
black beauty influencers that they've turned down in the past while they, they were getting their glow up on. exactly that they've turned down in the past or that they've completely just like like trash talked behind scenes and severed their relationship and yep. severed their relationships and now are trying to crawl back to them and sending out like apology emails and oh, da, 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 and like all of a sudden because they're coming out with this complexion launch when Nothing but these black influencers were supporting them from the beginning, from the beginning, doing, you know, videos on them, reviews and all these types of things and saying how much they love the product and the, the brand and everything like that. For them to go ahead and like backstab them, basically, because then like the white influencers started to like get onto the brand. And so they just cut off all like the black people from their PR lists and just were only caring about the relationships that they have with the white mm. influencers. That's whenever your numbers start, whenever you start focusing on numbers and less on mm-hmm. quality and like, you know, exactly. like, oh, more numbers. And but they which, were doing it from the beginning. Yeah. Right. What's the, which, which, which is, is so interesting because it makes yeah. me wonder, sorry to cut you off, I didn't mean to cut you off, by the way, but so, it makes me really wonder, yes, a black woman owns this company, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Chi-Chi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, um, she owns the company, but it makes me really wonder who's investing mm-hmm. in the company. Exactly. Because, like, clearly all your money isn't coming from product. Mm-hmm. So, especially if a lot of black influencers aren't pushing your stuff. Not anymore. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, right. weird. Like, but as long as the white ones are. Yeah. Those yeah. Are the ones who's are investing in your product? If you can right. afford Jeffree Star, someone's yeah, someone's yeah. pulling strings some money it. behind y'all. Exactly. Who is it? I need to look into that. Right, that would be a good little investigation. Mm. Uh, we mm. gonna get back to y'all. Right, we gonna do a little Juvia investigation. Right, and so basically they did all this stuff, and then you know posted, um, posted Jeffree Star, which led to you know all the black beauty influencers basically finally coming out and saying why they don't support Juvia's place anymore because people have been wondering, you know, how come you guys don't review their stuff anymore? We want like we want to know from you guys because you guys look like me or because, you know, we value your opinion when it comes to this brand. And so with with that post, they finally let it all out and let everyone know why they don't support them anymore. And the owner of um, Juvia's Place made a comment um, about Alyssa Ashley's thread on Twitter from her personal account, not the brand's account, from her personal account saying so Alyssa Ashley is bitter because she asked us for products and when we failed to deliver she threw a tantrum on Twitter comes back to us whining gives us a mandate to release a statement when we refused she blocked us and that was it unbelievable this is the owner of this brand that is on already her personal in hot water. Twitter account oh yeah personal Twitter account you're already in hot water with all these beauty influencers and then you go ahead and you say that. And then not only did they say that, then they went ahead and, like I said, Jackie Ina, who's probably, like, the biggest black beauty influencer. Yeah. I, she, yeah. you know, she's also, she made her, she made her own little thread. Mm-hmm. And then um, the uh, the owner, I think, it might have been the brand might have done it too. But um, they blocked her from their page. How professional. How professional <laughs> is that? You supposedly care and want to get past this whole ordeal, which is what they said on Instagram. They just want to get past everything. Please. Buy our right? palette. Please. Mm. They want to get past it. But you're blocking 
these beauty influencers that are calling you out for the things that you've been doing. And then you're also trash talking them on Twitter from your personal account. That's very ugly. Mm. You need to check yourself. Mm. And hey. It's above me. Yeah. It's above me. It's sad <laughs> to see a black business, especially like this black owned business, go down like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're going down because you're not supporting your people. Mm-hmm. You're starting to lose. But your people were supporting you from the beginning. Right. And this isn't mm-hmm. to say that, like, this isn't me advocating because, like, if you're a black owned business, you know, mm-hmm. black owned is, you should only be dealing with black people. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you not, know, no, that's, that's not, not what I'm trying to say. That's not because it. there are definitely some, you know, white people, white influencers, uh, influencers of any kind of race that I feel like could do well in brands that are black owned yeah but it's just the fact that like him specifically after you know the racial problematic past that he's had mm-hmm. bringing him mm-hmm. on and knowing that there are so many other white influencers that people may not be happy with you partnering with yeah. but have not said a lick of anything that had to be racist people just may be upset that oh like you're a black business and you've got this white girl up here trying y'all products ew but they can't say nothing about the white girl being racist they can't say mm-hmm. none about it. Like, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, you pick someone who has a, a long history mm-hmm. and track record of racism, not only on their social media platform, but personally. Exactly. Yep. And yep. has attacked people over Twitter. Yes. Personally, because of this. And you think it's okay to just have them on your page, you know, supporting right. your brand and endorsing whatever it is, like you guys are selling it's like at the end of the day you really do your business you care about the numbers you care about the money that you're bringing in and you say that he's a big influencer but there are more way more exactly granted he may be one he may be in fact one of the biggest youtubers slash influencers in the makeup world he definitely he definitely is you know like he definitely is but it's like when do you when do you sacrifice like you know your your What's it called? Mm. Integrity. Yeah, you're sacrificing your integrity. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for a simple, like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, he has a problematic past, but maybe this can be like a, oh, I'm joining forces with a company that is owned by black people, and like, oh, maybe this will give him a chance to really see a different side of him. <laughs> it's or, a facade. You know, it's it. You know, <laughs> it's just like, don't even step into that. If he has a problematic racial past, leave it at that. We don't need him. That's at okay. all. You'll find someone else. At all. Trust. There's so Trust many beauty influencers on YouTube that are not problematic and racist. Right. You could have picked from that big old hand bunch of people, mm-hmm. but no, <laughs> you didn't. Very ugly. And to continue on with racial past, oh my gosh, I'm Woo! having such a good flow here today. Come on. Um... <laughs> One of the survivors from the Parkland shooting, Kyle Kashev, went ahead and he applied to Harvard and was accepted. And then a few weeks later, or not a few weeks later, excuse me, three months after he got admitted into the Harvard class of 2023, Harvard went ahead and rescinded his admission. (laughs) They said, actually, no, we're just playing. You can't come no more. (laughs) It was a little jokey joke. It was a little joke. (laughs) Okay, and the reasoning behind this are over um, texts and comments that he made, like, about two years ago, just a few months before the shooting happened. You know, basically, like, texts and posts um, containing, you know, racial slurs, like the N-word and things like that, and just saying really insensitive things. And so... um Harvard was made aware of this and so they went ahead and contacted him and were like, Hey, we need 
you know, we need an apology and all these other documents and stuff like that. So the boy sends in uh, his like his official apology and all these all the other requested documents and things like that. And then Harvard was like, yeah, thank you. We're so happy that, you know, that you're working, that you're, you know, changing as a person and that you're growing. But Bye. no. <laughs> and who was this guy again? Like, why was he special? Like, why was he Because one? he was a he, survivor a of the Parkland shooting. Okay, got you. Yeah. And so, basically, so he goes on this whole, like, Twitter rant thread. Basically, um, his conclusion in the end was just kind of like, it's just so funny to me that Harvard believes that people can't change and grow and learn from their mistakes and everything like that. And so black people on Twitter have been having a field day with him. <laughs> and they're just like... DeVry? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Maybe you could try something Because who's going to accept you now, boo-boo? Right. And mind you, he, uh, he gave up... He gave up all these scholarships yes. in order to go to Harvard. Yes. And now that Harvard rejected him like three months after they accepted him, all the other offers for the other colleges that he had null and void. are null mm-hmm. and void at this point. <laughs> so now he has to just figure out what to do from now. And he's just oh. so sad. Oh. And, it's, and it, he feels like he's getting picked on and how, and oh. they feel that. You are. Oh. Right. right. And, he, and he just kind of tried to bring up the fact that Harvard – you know, throughout its history, you know, it was like mm-hmm. founded by slave owners and segregationists oh, and yeah. bigots and all these types of things. And so, mind you, he, I think he did an interview with Fox News. Uh. Fox News. <laughs> and the Fox reporter dude was like, okay, but you do believe that Harvard was built in like the 1600s or whatever, right? And he's like, yeah. So you know, it was built by slave owners and founded by them and da 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 da. So the guy's like, yeah, but you made the comments two years ago. <laughs> you see, like how that how that's like pretty uh, recent, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it so, just happened. I don't know. I have no sympathy. Me, no, neither do I. I, I have. No I think sympathy. people are stupid though. I feel like he. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could have done. I mean, if I was white, (laughs) (laughs) if I was white and if I was put in that position, uh, an an official apology would have been issued. I would have also done a reputable interview, not with Fox, but with a real, you know, not Fox. Mm. Because <laughs> I think only Trump watches Fox, and he thinks that that's, yeah. he thinks that that's, that's the only real news out for, there. It's made for him. But not only that, um, even if they did rescind my mission, I still feel like I would have a chance to go to Harvard if I just transferred in. Like if I did like community GE, like general ed courses, mm-hmm. and then like silently transferred in like after yeah, two years white. like you know like, like I'm, right, I'm white like yeah. let, let, let the drama let the publicity blow over right now mm-hmm. and then from there like you already have these Harvard people on your line like you know right. see what you can do to like okay maybe I can't because Harvard's still a great school to graduate from yeah so it's like maybe I can't go there freshman to senior year but maybe I can work something out where like I can do a course in like you know multicultural cultures and like you know integrate myself in communities and like do mm-hmm. help work and like really if you want you know if you want to go there <laughs> and if and you that, and, and, and if you've gotten in trouble and that's work. apparently mm-hmm. what he was saying that he was willing you know ready and willing to do like uh-huh. once he gets on campus he wants to get involved in all these communities yeah no you're not getting on campus like, so what you're not no, getting on, uh, you're if not i was Harvard, you're not getting on my campus especially with this much heat on you you're a liability mm-hmm. 
you know, you see all these schools where there comes to just all these different schools that have these racially crazy and outward frat parties having to do with like slavery and dressing up and blackface and you know once you're on campus once you're a student you're a liability and if they find that you've been doing that on campus and then research and be like oh well they've been doing this in the past Mm -hmm. and harvard still accepted him it's like okay wow that's all on me but if you have gotten caught now it's better that you got caught earlier than later because you might still have a chance to go to Harvard. Like, do the work, do the research, take some intercultural courses, get out there in communities that are diverse, Mm -hmm. learn, and, like, make yourself, show that you change, show there's a change in you and your mindset, and then maybe, like, you never know. Like, junior year comes around, and you can actually transfer into Harvard and still do what you want to do. do the work and really change. Right, show them. But please don't, yeah, don't just. Plus, you had all those other offers. You better call them up, see what you could do. They let let white people do stuff. (laughs) You're white. You have a lot of privilege, baby. You'll be good. They'll they'll probably fix something up for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're white. Yeah, you got this. You got got this. You're white, and white is right. You're white on. To switch gear. <laughs> well, am I really switching gear? Yeah, a little bit. Broom. Well, um, earlier this week or late last week, um, there was a little um a police brutality incident that happened in Phoenix, Arizona, with the black family. Um, this black family, it was you know the mom, the dad, um, and their two children. Um, they were leaving out of like a dollar store or whatever. And apparently like the, um, the daughter had taken a doll out of the store without, you know, without the parents knowledge and everything like that. And so then they're in the parking lot of the, of the apartment building. Yeah, I, I, believe I think so there's was. like an apartment building. Like, I don't know if it's next to the dollar store or, yeah. or if they got home and then the police came. Mm-hmm. Not really too sure how that worked out, but, um, they're, in the parking lot and the police they fly up and they just hop out their cars and they run up on them guns already drawn yep and you know the family they're already in the car and so they're telling them you know um put your hands up put your hands up get out the car get out the effing car and then like and like you know they're they're scared obviously coming out them very forcefully at that right very, very. For- and so like um I think I think like like the driver's side door, like the handle from the inside, like was broke or something like that. So he had to open it from the from outside. the outside. And so he's like, "Is it okay? Like if I if I open if I open the door from the outside because like it's broke. It's broken. He's I like he's just like open the car. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna like um I'm gonna put a cap in your head. Mm-hmm. All these crazy all like, these threads. Yeah, he's like I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're scared. And so they're, they're like, so then they're like, okay, well, then you come open my door because I'm not going to open my door. Right. And then you think I'm trying to do something like that is just not. Yeah. Happening. It's not worth me losing my life. No, it is not. No. You're going to have to come get, you're going to have to come do it. Mm-hmm. So like the, the dad, he, he gets out of the car eventually. Um, and then they take him over to, um, to one of the police cars where the police officer proceeds to like to um to sweep his feet like to to sweep the guy's feet so you know he kind of like buckles and falls a little bit and he's just like you're not complying with me you need to comply and so mm-hmm. the guy's like i'm like i i, I am i'm i'm trying yeah, he's but, not like, doing anything. but but you kicked me he's like you need to comply you need to comply you're not complying mm-hmm. with me 
And then on, you know, on the other side, still in the car is, is the mom with her child. And, you know, they're telling her, you need to get out the car. Put your hands up. And the mom's like, I can't put my hands up. I have a child in my arms. Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not, not going to put my hands up. I'm not doing that. Exactly. And so they make her get out the car. So it's her. She has a child in, in her hands. And the, the one who supposedly took took um the doll out of the store and you know telling her like put put your hands up and she's like i can't like i have a kid in my arms and like put the, put your child down put her down and so she's like i'm not gonna put my child down like she, she can't she's, walk she's one years old she cannot walk <laughs> yeah i'm not putting her down like you're doing too much you're, you're like you're being you're being way extra for no reason and so then like another cop comes up and he was like way calmer he comes up and he's like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Like, what, what did you guys do?" And she's, she's like, "We didn't do anything. Like, he, he's just, he's just being extra. Like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening. Like, he just, they just came up with like their guns out and yelling at us. We don't know what's going on." And so now that family is suing the police department in Phoenix, Arizona, for five million dollars. As they should. As mm-hmm. they should, because they got unnecessary treatment. They were, you know, harassed. Guns were drawn threatened. on them. They were threatened for their lives and all that. And I hope they get every single penny. Every As do I. And penny. what? And I can tell you one thing that really disturbed me about that video, aside mm-hmm. from the cops and the people dealing with the police brutality and the mistreatment, mm-hmm. what really bothered me was the fact that the people who were recording the video did not speak up in the beginning. You know, like they were they were recording it happening, but they were kind of doing it like from behind the pillar. Yeah. And like they were kind of like they they touched the the woman. Right. And then they were like, oh, hey, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, but I was sitting up here. I was like, yo, I said, I see them sitting and watching and recording. But if I was in that moment, I wouldn't even think to pull out a camera. And I know that that's a smart idea to do. Like we were just talking about last week on go on live, do this. Mm -hmm. But um, even if you're going to do that, I said, I still feel like you should be vocal. I mm-hmm. feel like you should, if you see it happening, especially if at an p- apartment complex with people, mm-hmm. knock on doors, come outside, see what's going on. We need witnesses. Like, we need people. Yeah. It don't matter. Like, I'm knocking on doors. I'm like, uh-uh, you can't be doing this to them. And you think that you're going to get away with it. Like, I got a camera. I got mm-hmm. homegirl in apartment 3B. I got a <laughs> Right. You know, like, I, I got people out here yeah. looking. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. not right. You don't do that. And I feel like uh, things could have been... Because you saw once once they, once the people who were recording came out and started being vocal about it, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, like there was like there was a shift in the energy. They're like mm-hmm. they were yelling, but they weren't yelling that loud. They thought they were the only ones there, but they weren't. Yeah. So like they they they, they retracted a bit, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, don't make that family go through that. And granted, it's still not their fault, you know, yeah. for them not speaking up. I can also understand them being behind the camera and being yeah. scared yeah. Yeah, for like, what's going on like, with them. I don't want to do, I don't want to yeah. say something and then I get, get my life taken. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like you have the camera and you have more leverage than the people who are being actually abused, yeah, abused <laughs> by, by the police. police. So please use your power and use your word. So that was the only thing I felt was kind of bothered me about the video yeah especially seeing a woman and seeing the whole family go through that and like just sitting behind it and seeing them yelling and like just sitting and just not doing anything like it's just like like, i know that you're recording because you want to like get the moment so that if if you do get questioned you have footage but like i also understand that once it it, once it crosses the line of them getting people out the car slamming them against cars and record and yell you know record (laughs) and yell like you like you were the moment they touched the woman like you said they were like yeah oh no you know don't touch her da, da, da. do that it's like we could have had that energy 
whenever they were out here trying to get them out the car. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. keep it. But, you know, it, it, police act different whenever they know that someone else is there watching them. They always will. Mm-hmm. So it's like, knock on them doors. Go find people in the community. Come out. Like, you know, look at what's going on. I want you to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that if someone comes to you and asks you what happened, you have a story to tell. Because mm-hmm. if you got five to six to seven stories all going with you, and you got that one police account, that don't mean shit. We have seven witnesses. You know, we got exactly. people. The, the most important thing is numbers. The most important Always thing is bodies. And not only bodies, but footage, like you were doing. So mm-hmm. that was the only thing that bothered me about that. But yeah, I hope they get every dime. Bodies of evidence. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and that is it for my For the Birds segment. I know I had a lot. <laughs> I, we went through a lot there. But, but happy for hanging. Thank you for Thank hanging. Thank you for hanging. Yes. Now we're going to move on to the Gust of Wind. Whoosh. Yay. Um, so, yes, for this week's Gust of Wind segment, the first thing we're starting off with is Trump's deportation overload plan. Yes. Trump got on Twitter this past week and basically, as he does often, yes, he does often <laughs> puts a lot of his news through Twitter, not the Associated Press. But, you know, that's the Mr. Orange, the uh, y'all's right. president of the United yeah, States. But to um, read the tweet that he put on Twitter, he said, next week, ICE will begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the, found their way into the United States. <laughs> That's so interesting that he uses the, these, the <laughs> words, the words that this word man choices. uses. Isn't is it just, funny? It's insane. <laughs> they will be removed as fast as they come in. Mexico is using their strong immigration laws, is doing a very good job. Of stopping people, which is so interesting. You start off with they will be removed as fast as they come in, and then end with Mexico, Mexico using their using strong their immigration <laughs> laws is right. doing a very good, good job at stopping people. people. Wait, so they're not moving in that that as fast as they're coming as you said because in the they're previous not even line, making it to right? The border. Right. It's just like okay, cool. Apparently, next tweet. Long before they get to our south southern border, Guatemala is getting ready to sign a safe third agreement. The only ones who won't do anything are the Democrats in Congress. They must vote to get rid of the loopholes and fix asylum. With an exclamation point. Right, with an exclamation point. Right. If so, border crisis will end quickly. Border crisis still throws me overboard. Like, yeah. This man there really no does. Crisis. Crisis. No <laughs> border crisis. <laughs> that immigrant. All these immigrants. And it's so funny that his, his, his account is so specific to like, if you're coming from Mexico, you're a danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you look at statistics, people coming from Mexico have done more to help than hurt yeah. the yes. U.S. economy. And more often than not, they're coming through the right way right so, yeah, I don't, so not illegally i don't um, and for those who are illegal they're not a threat like he mm-hmm. may seems and to be honest the biggest threat white people white people yeah y'all the ones doing white people are the biggest up. threat you my president right, orange the, you president are, are the biggest the threat, biggest threat. <laughs> white supremacist mm-hmm. those are the biggest threat to our society to our community in the united states of america to dealing with not not wanting to have a sense of a cultural background or knowledge on what is happening outside of their own little white bubble race mm-hmm. like that is what you are you embody that you are a white, white supremacist and you yep. help Yep. To yeah. push that envelope whenever it comes to people and terrorist attacks. 
and feeling comfortable being, you know, we had so much, we still to this day have so much of an influx in people coming out and really expressing their views on how they feel whenever it comes to people of color. Mm -hmm. And um, whenever I say people, I mean white people. White people expressing how they feel outwardly on social media and in person, how they feel about black people, Mexicans, you know, all that whenever it comes to to them wanting to express how they feel the hatred feel the hatred they have yes. towards them it has really been apparent since he's been president mm-hmm. yeah. and yep. apparently they the president safe. still has the hate that he originally had for the central park five in his heart yes he does okay speak on it because on it. as we all know ava duvernay came out with her when they see us mini series on netflix that chronicled the lives and stories of um the central park five um and during this time trump took out some pages in the newspaper full pages that called for you know the death penalty being used for these for these black children that supposedly you know um committed these this heinous crime on this white woman in the park and raped her and all these other types of things um you know basically saying that that these children should be put to death because you know they're vile and disgusting creature you know things like that yeah and so today uh april ryan who's like a I don't know if I'll call her like a commentator, but like she she a reporter. She's like I, I guess like like yeah. a White House type type of um reporter. Um, so she asked him, like, hey, would you um, with you know with with the the influx of the, you know the interest in this case because of Ava DuVernay's um mini series, would you ever would you ever publicly apologize to the Central Park Five for, you know, the things that you said and for like, you know, the the ads that you that you put out against them. And so he's like, Well, why would you bring that up now? That's interesting time to bring that up. And so she's like, Well, because the mini series is making the case game more attention. Right, because the mini series is relevant. So, <laughs> it is news. Right. So would you ever not apologize? fake news, real news. Right. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, so would you ever apologize to them? And so he basically says well, there are two sides on that, you know, on the whole case thing. And, you know, uh, and there are also people who feel that they should have never, you know, overturned the case and exonerated them or, you know, all these types of things. And then he goes and then he says, um, and they they admitted their guilt. So. Right. Basically, like, he feels like he's yes, still in the right. Yeah. And he goes. So. So I'll just leave it at that. And he's like, okay, next question. So, <laughs> in in my in my response to this, I just want to get a little a small tidbit from you guys. Small on um, is Trump all bark and no bite? I think so. Yeah, I believe so. I think in his head, he has more power than he believes he has. And so he constantly says, like, these crazy things that he wants to do or, you know, these things that he believes in, puts them out into the world, puts them on his Twitter, and he thinks that that's, like, 
law and that that's what he says is what's gonna go and then he goes on vacation yeah and it's like it's like he kind of forgets that checks and balances is a real thing Mm -hmm. and that you don't get what you want just because you're the president President. it doesn't work like that there are other people factored into the whole white house so you feel like yeah yeah so i feel i feel like he he tries to bite he has the ability the thing is he has the power to bite because of the people that he brought in. Mm-hmm. And he just has the power and to buy because he's the president. Power, yeah, of as course, president. But, but, he, but they're still... Not as big as a, not as, not as, big as a buy as he think he got. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't realize that he has to go through. Like, I feel like if he mm-hmm. was a sole person who was like, you're the president, you make the decisions, there's no one else, there's no checks and balances, it's just you. Yeah. I feel like he would he very would much He would be able to carry oh, out yeah, everything. Course. Yeah, definitely. But the fact that he has to go through checks and balances makes him feel like... Yeah. I'm going to just say this and then like and it's going to create a media storm. It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I have, once it gets to trickles down to like all the factors of the people it has to go through before it gets approved. It's like, okay, like while well, they're trying to approve this, let's talk about something new. Mm-hmm. Like the wall again. Let's bring up the wall yeah, one more let's time. Bring up the wall. And then once that gets old, let's bring up like abortion. You know, and like it's just like babies from their mothers. It's like right. time and time again. It's like whenever it goes to the checks and balances, it never checks out. Exactly. He's a he. He's there for show. He's literally it's like a. He re- thinks it's a reality. It's a reality show, show happening like one of his in the reality White House. shows that yeah. he put on with um, like the 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 Apprentice. Yeah, with the Apprentice, <laughs> he thinks that this is the Apprentice, and he's the person. He's the mastermind. Exactly. He's the person pulling all the strings. He thinks that, but in reality, he's not doing much of anything. Mm-hmm. He's lacking tremendously. He is lacking. Definitely. It's still scary, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. He's a, it's scary that he, he has, has the, power. the power. Yeah, he still has so the power. That's really what's makes scary, scary about it. He has the power. He has these people who are openly being racist because they feel safe yeah. because he is their president. Of course. They find comfort knowing yeah, they that their opinion is finally exactly. being like heard, and you know, okay. on a national platform. A good example would be... Um, the AHS season that we all that we watched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which <laughs> what, what was it called? Cult. It was called. Yeah. American AHS Horror Story. Cult. That one. Yeah. American Horror Story Cult. The last season. Yeah. When he was so obsessed with Trump and wanted to be and wanted to create his own cult and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's great and blah blah blah. Right. It, it's like that. People are. I like the happy to be. finally feel heard. Yeah, so they, they feel like they can be openly racist now, mm-hmm. and they feel safe, and nobody can touch them because they're white, and nobody's gonna do a damn thing because mm-hmm. they'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think all I have to say to that. Well, the last thing I have to say to that is um, the um, t- like the little like the little town halls and conversations and things like that that happen. With the presidential candidates for 2020, I th- believe they start next week. Mm-hmm. So get to watching. Yeah. Start to figure out who you think is your best pick, and then we will see you in November. Okay. Shit. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna move on to Mitch McConnell. Senator. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell does not believe in reparations slavery and before we get to speaking on this piece i just want you guys to hear the snippet the audio snippet that we have of mitch mcconnell and then from there we'll go on and we'll talk about it yeah i I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea uh we've you know tried 
to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. I, I think we're always a work in progress in this country, uh, but no one currently alive was responsible for that. And I don't think we should be uh, trying to figure out uh, how to compensate for it. First of all, it'd be pretty hard to figure out who to compensate. We've had waves of immigrants as well who've come to the country and experienced dramatic uh, uh, discrimination of one kind or another. So, no, I don't think reparations are a good idea. All right. So I'm happy that everybody heard that. Hmm. Was able to share that. Mm-hmm. And from there, I want to open up conversation on... <laughs> To be honest, there is no open up conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get stupid. You dumb. Dumbass. <laughs> Listen, Buffoon. we couldn't even get our 40 acres in a mule, okay? Thank you. And right. that's what was promised. And we couldn't even get that. Right, oh, honey. Shit. Come on now, Mitch. 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 <laughs> I can't. I because like, you already know, once you get a black president, that's it. Right? That's literally that's what it. he said. That's right? That's what he said. Paid. You that's know what? It. We had a black it was president so long ago. Uh, right? And slavery really was not that long it ago. It was you guys. Like people. If you look at how old great, America great is, grandparents. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you look at how old America is, slavery was not that long ago. Yeah. You guys. Not, like not even two hundred years ago. Exactly. I don't believe. Like it wasn't even like two hundred years ago. No, it wasn't. Less than that. Like, uh, really? And to say, I mean, first of all, first you said that you you don't believe in it because it was just so long ago, and because the people that are yeah the people that are living now are not responsible for the things that happened back then because you know it was almost you know like almost two hundred years ago, and then for you to try to turn around and justify by saying, well, I mean, we had a african-american president so so yeah and then to try to also say that well even if we did do it we wouldn't know like who it's supposed to go to like we wouldn't be able to clearly figure out who the like who to pay the money to so Right, eh. who was slaves and who was not slaves? Right, really, like that. So, so so everybody that got treated bad by america got to get their reparations except for us why? Mm-hmm. And it's because it, cause it runs so deep in the roots so of the foundation of why America is yeah. what it is today. Yeah. And it's like, people are like, oh my God, but then you have like mixed people and how much do they get? And it's like, to be honest, if you got any ounce of black in you, you can get you some money. Mm-hmm. Simple. That's how it is. Like, like if you're Native American, if you have, I think you have to have like, is it five percent or point five percent? Something like that. Whatever percentage, and they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, here you go." Like what? <laughs> Let me find. There out. are just so huh? many of us, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, please just pay off my loans." You know, do something. But like we've done, our people as a people, black people have done so much to the economic, fiscal, and just agricultural like growth of america as it is today yep 
it's like wow. If it wasn't for us, wouldn't be no America. Wouldn't be no. America, to be honest, America we gave you got, guys music, yeah, <laughs> dancing. Like, Railroad? America got big because, I mean, we came or they brought us over here. Yeah, forced stole us. Over us. Here. We were, yeah, they stole us, snatched stole us, us, and brought us over here. Shackled us, cohorsed, and made us grow their tobacco which mm-hmm. is a huge which was huge for trade mm-hmm. and their cotton which was huge for trade and other types of like vegetables and materials Back breaking labor that that were not available in other countries so that made america like the big place because we could grow all these things because we had all these different climates mm-hmm. and different types of weather and so the soil is different here and there and there and here so we had like mm-hmm. all this influx of like oh well we can sell a lot of shit because we can grow a lot of shit exactly so we're going to have these people grow it for us and beat the hell out of them at the same time so that mm-hmm. so that they can't leave. And, yeah. Okay, They're going to do it for free, right? too. Sounds good. And with the estimate of, like, it's only been, what, like, 200-something years since slavery's been abolished. It's like slavery wasn't really abolished when they say it was abolished. Exactly. It, it was, was carried out on. in many different states yep. after it. And plus, mm-hmm. it's like, on top of that... You want to talk about slavery? Let's talk about even being considered a human being. Right. Even after slavery, you even I human was property being. to this day. <laughs> I mean, if you if the you can, if you, Jim- if you can literally the, yeah, the you, you can Jim- make oh. an, a, a, a a nice argument on how the black body is still considered to be property today and oh, very yeah, lucrative in 2019 and still being used by companies to show that they care, quote unquote, care. Right. It's just, it's, still just it's a sad, products. it's sad. Like, it, it is really sad. And to even think that, I believe it's Alabama. I think it's Alabama. Or it might be Mississippi. One of those two. The South. One <laughs> of those two. Like, literally just a few years ago, like, they finally actually, like, abolished slavery. <laughs> like, recently of all like time. this is a very not, recent right not 150 or 200 years ago three or two years ago like it just finally happened like legally out there mm-hmm. that is insane so don't don't give me that hoe it's been hundreds of years bs like i don't no. want to hear it i want my money <laughs> i want my 40 acres and i want my what I, I don't know i don't know if mules still make you money but i want whatever make you money i now. want whatever gonna make you money i want a maserati something you gotta give me something i need something <laughs> give me three acres and a maserati because i will sell three that maserati <laughs> Three. See, look, we don't even want forty no more. Right. We coming, we scaling it down. Three acres three and a Maserati. Three acres and a Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> Just three acres and a Maserati. You know, I can sell the Maserati, pay off all my student debt, and still year. have money. All, right. Three, three acres and pay off all my debt. <laughs> okay. And retire. <laughs> Just pay off my goddamn debt. <laughs> like <laughs> something. Give yeah. me something. Give a brother something. But yes, oh. to Mitch McConnell. Fuck you. Oh, simple. You said it. You said it. You said I didn't say it, but I meant it. Right. <laughs> to lighten up the mood here, because I know we've been hitting a lot of heavy things, you guys. Heavy, heavy. We haven't had like a like a political slash like social justice, right. but we were really feeling it this yeah. week, so we we're bringing it to y'all. Because fuck. Them. Um, to lighten up the moment, um, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nikki the Barbie, nigga, Nikki. Oh, I said nigga. Nikki the Harajuku Barbie. Nikki Lewinsky, all that, all that good stuff. 
um, tweeted recently, Megatron, June 21st. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's all she tweeted. Megatron, yep, June 21st. And everybody went which is cool. meaning that Nikki is probably coming out with a new project or a new. And she also put the hashtag Queen Radio, which means we're about to get Queen Radio back on. Queen Radio was so a mess, by the way. That? It's a mess. I love mess. I do. <laughs> I, I enjoy Queen Radio. So, myself. freedom! Freedom! <laughs> but if Nikki is coming out with a new project on the 21st, I don't know if it's a single or a project. I don't know what it is. But she just said Megatron, June 21st. I want to know what you guys expect. Transformers. Um, what do you guys want to see and what do you not want to see from this project? Name like two or three things that you want to see and two or three things that you no longer want to see. I no longer want to Ooh. see <laughs> Started her. off with something that was easy. Right. <laughs> I no longer want to see her try so hard. Man. Like, yes. your spot is already here. It's already established. Right. You've already amassed this crazy amount of like, you know, of a base. So stop coming into things like as if you're constant. I mean, you are constantly in competition, but just remember like who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like you're freaking Nicki Minaj. You don't have to make your music sound so totally different from what it used to be. And, you know, like try to rap in ways that you didn't rap before or like, you know, just like. Growth it obviously is important and it's good for an artist to have, uh-huh. but just don't make it to where you're just so completely out of the box that we don't know who you is anymore. I yeah, that, that like that, that like the kind of like what happened with the last album. Happened, <laughs> just, you yes. know what I'm saying? Just like st- stick uh. to stick to who you truly are, and yeah. So what that's I was, what you don't want to see. That's what mm-hmm. I don't want to see. So what do you want to see? I want to see her come with something. Fresh, like oh. just something like really fresh and, easy. and, and new <laughs> without being a tryhard. You know what I mean? What is Nicki Minaj not being a tryhard? What is, is that? She, when is what she is not? That? What, I um, feel like Nicki Minaj not being a tryhard is looking ass niggas. Okay. Uh-huh. I honestly feel like that's Nicki Minaj not being a tryhard. I feel like she came out with that at the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it was a black and white video. It wasn't anything super duper extravagant. It wasn't her mm-hmm. and 50 other bitches checking their ass. Mm-hmm. It was Nicki Minaj in the middle of a desert with a ponytail. Yeah, exactly. Wrapping yeah. her ass off. And yeah. looking sexy doing it. Yes. Because she Just is Just like, I feel beautiful. like if she, if she could get more back to... I'm just I'm just going bar for bar and I'm going out. I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. Mm. I don't want to see girl. Just don't don't try to give me what you gave me the last time. I just I don't want to have that. Again. We don't like want I, it. I just don't with want queen it. with queen. Yes, I just don't want it. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What do you want to see, Nika? What do you want to see and what don't you want to see? Like Frenchie said, I do not want to see her try so hard and try to make it into something that it's not Mm because i feel like she does that sometimes like she makes it seem like you know i'm the best and i'm nikki and we know you don't have to do that because your platform is set yeah you don't have to prove anything to us anymore all you have to do is be yourself be you be nikki okay the nikki that we know and love but like lately it just seemed like in the past because she's been like out of social media for a while from what i've seen mm-hmm. on twitter she hasn't been on twitter in like months so from what i've seen in the past like she would always like 
make like controversy and stuff like yeah yeah mm-hmm, like liking tweets and all this other stuff and it's just like yeah. girl you don't need to do all that it's not necessary we know yeah. who you are uh-huh. we know where you came from we've seen your freestyles we've seen your your rap just your battle. whole yeah your, your bars whole career oh, yeah. your whole career oh, we've yeah. literally been here from the beginning we don't need to see you try because you've done everything your platform is set all you need to do is perform and do what you do and that's Not, what you want to see yeah i don't want no fake i don't want any of her fake or controversial shit that mm-hmm. she has been she had been doing in the past because it's not necessary at all i would love something new something something new something nikki okay nikki that i know and love and what's the nikki who is the nikki that you know and love I real love quick the, the itty bitty piggy nikki okay you know the, the original nikki Nick. yes right. i love that nikki i love that raw freshness that she had like she still had it, but then the I just grind. Feel like, the Nikki yeah, that the was gr- on the grind. Yeah, the Nikki that was on the grind. I feel like she kind of lost a little bit when she started worrying about these other people that she didn't need to worry about because her platform is huge and it's set. So she doesn't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You can collaborate with these artists and like lift them up too. You don't okay. need to put them down I would all the time. Yeah, I would love to see the beef. Well, then let me go ahead and put in what the fuck I want to see and what I don't want to <laughs> see because that exactly aligns yeah. with what I want to see. I want to see collaboration. Yes, that's what I yes. want. I want to see not only you and then you being on a track with Wayne and you being on a track with Drake. I want to see you bring Other some rappers. females in. Yeah. And whenever yeah. I say females, I just, out of your no, no, yes. no shade. But please, Nikki, if you're going to bring a female rapper into this collaboration leave Dej Loaf at home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my god please she do. be talking about how much she loved Dej Loaf and how much that's her girl and, oh Dej Loaf I'd be like I'm over it Nikki because you only love Dej Loaf because you know she weak exactly oh. and she's not a good rapper I let's just all know. say it right now she's not. can we like send out a memo <laughs> like music industry re music industry okay <laughs> Stop using Dej Love. <laughs> she sucks. She is so bad with that. <laughs> she is whining. I'm out of my mind. You can't be drinking. But yeah, I would. I would love to see that. Like, I want yes. Nikki I to, to love to love and collaborate with people that's like around her level. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. I would love. To I want her to rap with Trina, yeah. Little Kim. I want her to do that, so, but. Man, you know what's hard? Yeah, I know. Well, it's only with hard your ego, you, with the big ego, with it's the hard. Ego. Yeah, exactly. There we go. With the big ego, it's hard. And with your fans, your well, your stands because <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm not a stand. Mm-hmm. With your stands feeding into it, it makes things worse and bigger yeah. than what it really is. They create the drama for you. Okay, of course. And you feed, feed into, into it. it. Yeah, don't now, do that. <laughs> now everybody, take a sip of your wine and let me tell you what I don't want to see. Oh, okay. Are you gonna make me choke? I'm scared. Singing. Oh! <laughs> We're gonna snap Come on. to that. Preach. Please, I Nikki. I, I don't want, want it. you to sing. I don't want, I want any more. I just don't want. I don't like it anymore. Vocals. Uh, yeah. I get it. The grand piano. <laughs> come, come, see about me. Okay, Nikki. It's no. okay, Ooh, baby. You. You're thank a rapper. You. You're a yeah, good you rapper at that. Please, just leave this singing. To I don't want it. I don't. 
Uh, not even for a chorus, not even for chorus. a bridge, not even for a hook. I just don't Ooh. want it. It's like, if we finna go out, can you, like, leave her at home? <laughs> Please. Can you, like, like leave leave the singing at home and we gonna go out? Leave, leave she, singing at home. She gotta stay at home. But I just don't want to hear any more <laughs> singing because Nicki Minaj cannot sing. Nope. I don't care how much engineering you do <laughs> to She's that. not a singer. No. No. Oh, just in case mm-hmm. you no. need me, I don't mind. It might semi work for J Lo, but no. J Lo, she leave that sticking out. Let's just stick to acting J Lo while we're at it. <laughs> you know, while we're at it, stick to that. While we're at it, stick to it. You were good in Made in Manhattan. You were good in Monster in Law. Just stick to ha- just stick to acting. Yeah. Didn't she have a show? On I the TV, I think so. I forgot what it was called, but you were good in that too. I didn't even see it, but I know you were good in it. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> a good, good actress. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I don't want. <laughs> anyway, yes, that's taking it all too far. But yes, that, I'm I'm happy that we all got our ideas out of what we want to and what we don't want to sing at see at a me- Megatron. So funny. On June 21st, so everybody be on the lookout because June 21st is coming, and on the next episode, we'll give you our review of whatever Megatron is. <laughs> right. <laughs> But please don't let it be any singing. Okay, amen. Oh, man, please. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. On that note, I want to move on to um, a hot topic that's been on the social media slash Twitter, Instagram buzz. It's, I, I, I've heard about it on Instagram first, but everybody heard about it from different ways. Um, of this alleged story of Lala not accepting Carmelo Anthony's love child with his mistress. And I wanted to get some background, by the way, if you guys don't know, Lala and Carmelo are no longer, lo- no longer yes. together. They're no, not they're a couple. Mm-hmm. I think I they're don't... back together now. Are well, they? I think they are now, but they weren't during yeah. the time that they were talking about Okay, this. keep me up today because I don't know. Yeah, they're, From they're, last that yeah, I checked, they weren't together. together, but now they're back together. Yeah, I believe yeah. they're And Lala will no longer accept. Okay, so let's, let's change that up. Lala will no longer accept Carmelo's love child. Not no longer, but she just will not. Allegedly. Allegedly, we don't. Carmelo's love child was his mistress, but they are working things out. They're together again. Mm -hmm. Is she wrong for doing this or is she in the right? Yes. Wrong. Because it's not the child's fault. The child didn't fuck another person and become born. (laughs) (laughs) Become born. (laughs) <laughs> Frenchie, born. how do you feel? They didn't. Ooh, yeah, I, I feel like she, yeah, if this is true. Yeah, if it is true. I feel like, yes, she is in, in the wrong because that child did nothing to you. It was your husband who went out, mm-hmm. cheated on you with another woman, mm-hmm. and got her pregnant, and the woman had the baby, and now exactly. the child is here. So... Uh, and I, and I, th- I think the question was, uh, or the scenario or whatever was also saying, like, like um, she hasn't introduced, like, because they have a son together. Lala yeah. and Carmela have mm-hmm. a son together. And saying how, like, she still hasn't, like, you know, introduced, you know, the son to to the, Their other the, the, the love child mm-hmm. daughter. And how, like, shit, like, you know, she's kind of contemplating if she should or if she shouldn't or whatever. I just feel like if this is true, 
Lala is dead wrong mm. because mm-hmm. if you, you decide that if wrong. you choose and decide that you want to stay with the man that stepped out on you and not only stepped out on you but stepped out on you and had a child out of that and you decide you're going to take them back you have to accept all parts of that you can't just be right. like oh and no firstly, i'm only accepting my husband but right. i'm not going to accept the child like why not right the child didn't do anything to you you can you can feel some type of way towards your husband or towards the woman the maybe woman. even mm-hmm. because you know oh you knew he was married or whatever mm-hmm. but none of your anger or whatever should be towards, should be towards child. that child because that baby didn't do anything and i'm happy that you both said that because i was i was totally going into a mindset that the lala and carmelo just were not together mm-hmm. so i haven't even been oh. up to date on the fact that they may be back swinging things or working things out <laughs> yeah. yeah but back. um from the mindset of them not being together i feel like lala has the right to be like no just for the simple fact that, like, yeah, of course, if I'm not, if I'm yeah, not if I'm not with you, you and you're on your own and you have a child, that's on you has, to introduce yeah, them to, to my, you know. But I have together. nothing to do with it. But, but if, if I am with you, you are still my husband. We want to work things out. We want to be together. You have to not only be in you. You know, you have to not only be okay with the woman mm-hmm. who's bared that child because that woman's gonna be in your life for a long time. Forever. Yep. Forever. Until the day you die. Literally. Literally. And the child, same same thing. Same scenario. So the I feel like you if, if you're going to choose to be with this man through thick and through thin and through hell and high water and through, you know, babies. sickness and health and babies and baby mamas and mistresses and whatever it be. If you're making a conscious choice to be with this man, you mm-hmm. have to accept so him for not only him, but his baggage. And his baggage mm-hmm. is yeah. the mistress and the baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a full package. And you got to bring <laughs> it in there with you. You got to bring I mean, you got to you got to jump into it. Mm-hmm. And this is all alleged. We don't know if it's true or not, but you got to jump into it. And either way, you got to jump into it with a positive mindset and being like, listen, if I'm going to accept this man, I have to accept this man for a family he's decided to create, to create behind my back with someone else. Exactly. That's so hard. To, exactly. That's a, let me tell you something right now, both of y'all. Hell, oh, no, hell, okay, no. Shit. hell no. Hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. Hell no. That's for me. What? I'm not going to be with a man who does that. Oh, oh yeah, okay, no. We know. Absolutely we know. not. No. Because no, I'm not Lala. Because <laughs> you oh. might because you might be in the same similar situation where it's like, man, I want I wanna you know, although you know in your mind that child did not that baby did nothing to you. Mm-hmm. It was your husband that laid with the woman who he shouldn't have been with, period. And the child came out of that. And so you know that that child has nothing it didn't do anything to you. But it is very possible that you're going to look at that child with some sort of like resentment because that child is always going to represent that time like that your husband stepped out on you and did this terrible thing. And you got to learn to love through that though and love the child through. Because once you develop Mm -hmm. a love for that child that was, you know, made and created outside of your marriage with someone else, you're like, you know what? Like you learn to let, let down your guard and your barriers and Mm -hmm. actually like accept and forgive. And I would say, I mean, this is a whole nother episode, but just having a, having a conversation on what forgiveness is to you, what yeah. it means to you. Yeah. But in other words, just to keep it short, forgive and 
not forget, but always remember, like, you know, there was something that happened, but there was a beautiful creation outside of that, a child. And from that child, I will always accept them and always be there for them as their mother. Mm -hmm. I'm not just a stepmom. You know, that's how a lot of people do. In general, you know, you're not my stepmom. You're not my, you know, you're my mom. You're my dad. I'm not going to call you. You know, simple as that. That's how we do. And I also wanted to say kind of like a step down version of this a little bit that I saw on on Twitter. Um, This girl was basically saying how like she loves her boyfriend and stuff like that. But, you know, her boyfriend has a child. And she just she she's not accepting oh, yeah, 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 of yeah. the child, and so mm-hmm. like, do we? Do you guys feel it's like the same kind of thing? Like, like you like, you can't be with a person and not accept parts of them. Like, is it different because they're only boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah. So so she has a boyfriend. Has her boyfriend has a child? Yeah. It, did he have it while they were with each other or no, outside? Well, I knew he, had a, he had a child before, before. she. Oh, was with him. then That's if you don't problem. know, if, if 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 you're with a man, if you decide to be with a man, he's your boyfriend and he has a baby, then you have to accept that baby like that. Like mm-hmm. that's nothing. Please don't think that you have any say so in anything. And if I'm a man mm-hmm. and if you're coming into my house and in my space and you know that I have a child with someone else please don't reject my child because i will reject you in a hot minute the fact that the man is still able to be boyfriends with the woman who won't even accept his child mm-hmm. is right. it speaks a lot on the man and who he is yes, yep. only worried about pussy mm-hmm. only worried about what whatever he's getting out of that woman but please believe if i'm a man with a child and you're stepping mm-hmm. to me talking about i can't accept your child but i'll accept you, you can you're getting rest. kicked to the right. curb <laughs> simple you, as that do you feel that's that's kind of the way that the carmelo and lala supposed alleged situation should be handled too oh uh, no it's husband no. and wife so it's different yeah <laughs> it's through sickness and health through rich and poor all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So, you know you had a vow and vows may not mean much to people but vows right. mean you know have a have a hold a certain weight in marriage and di- divorce is expensive number one yep and marriage is like a, a bond like you have to really like you know you've, you've you've decided to spend the rest of your life with this person so what you gonna do Mm. Do you want to fix it or do you want to end it? But if you want to fix it, you have to fix it and you have to fix it with the child. If you end it, you end (laughs) it and you go on with your life and you make a new life for you and your baby and whatever it is to be. And from there, it's like, you know, you don't have to. You're not forced to accept your man and the new child because you're separated. But if you're together, you have to work that shit out. You have to. Mm. At least that's my beliefs. But please write in if you think that you don't. Right. Believe in that and give Go us ahead, a good season ride. Email us at um, the black umbrella PC at gmail.com. Amen. Let us know how you feel about this situation. And with that, we're going to segue right over to Under Our Umbrella. Yay. Simple as that. Simple. This is such a well flowing episode. Okay, I'm listen. So happy. So let me tell you something <laughs> cheating. Cheating. Don't do it. Cheating. <laughs> right. Duh. I wanted Just to bring up, it. yes, that's me. Wes, Wes brought up this in his Under Umbrella segment. Mm-hmm. Cheating. I had some questions to both of you. Simple, like, give me, like, a one to two line okay. explanation of what is your this definition. Is yeah. <laughs> For Under Umbrella, we're talking about cheating. Um, <laughs> so I'll start with Nika first. Oh, shit. Since it was a test. Right. <laughs> give me a one to two line explanation of what is your definition of cheating. Cheating is a process. Cheating starts with talking, and it leads into action. Okay. And Frenchie, what is your definition of cheating? <laughs> I feel. Shut uh, up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Kidding. 
my definition of cheating is anything that you're doing that you would not tell, tell your partner, your partner uh-huh. that something that you're keeping secret from your partner mm-hmm. that that's cheating yeah okay i'm gonna give you guys the definition of cheating oh, fuck. <clears throat> oh there's a f- to cheat, okay. to cheat. <laughs> um act dishonestly or unfairly in order to gain an advantage in an advantage especially in a game or examination oh same thing or to avoid <laughs> by luck or skill mm-hmm. cheating yeah. that's what it means in the dictionary now I could go to the Urban Dictionary version oh. of cheating. It <laughs> <laughs> get a whole different definition. When one person is a significant other and performs any type of intimate acts with another person, that is cheating. Yeah. To Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Interesting to see the two. Totally different. Things. Two different like. With yeah. the same at the same. Yeah. Because on on Urban Dictionary, there they mean it in a romantic relationship. Right. But yeah. The they mean it like in cheating in a game, cheating in a race, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Have any things. of you? Have any of you raise of hand? Not raise of hands, but raise of mouths. I guess. Have any of you been cheated on? How do you the raise a mouth? I mean, right. I'm How just trying I? to <laughs> speaking out. Do I outwardly. need to go to the surgery room and get a speaking outwardly toward oh, okay. the audience okay. with a yes or no <laughs> answer? Have <laughs> any? Right. Have any of you been? cheated on yes 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 look at that three yeses we're gonna start um, a band Stir. called i said uh, yes to your mama and yes to you dating me <laughs> yes we can be together hey. but you got away from me the first time i say no it's i'm like dead yes. how'd you feel whenever you found out the first time you found out okay have you guys been treated on more than once yes oh okay no <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> at least uh, not to my knowledge. Well, yeah. no, I must say, yeah. not to well, my knowledge. I mean, that, that's good. But though. I have been cheated on once. Um, and how did you feel the first time you realized <laughs> <laughs> you were cheated on? <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Oh shit, man! <laughs> like, like the first time that was significant, or just the first time period. I mean, what is significance to you? What make what holds significance in cheating oh, to yeah. you? Don't to hurt. me, to me, it was like. the the relationship that actually really meant meant something to you. Okay, so then tell us about that first time. Um, it was weird because it came to me in a dream. Like, like I was planning on just like popping up at this person's house, like, like as a surprise. Like, oh, because like I had came home for the summer and I just wanted to like surprise them or whatever. And I had a dream three nights in a row, and each night I got closer and closer to seeing what happened. And on that third night. I saw, like, everything. Like, I ended up, like, beating the girl up and, like, all oh. this crazy stuff like, in my dream. So when I woke up that next day, I was supposed to go and, like, surprise them. But I was so scared to go because I didn't want my dream to be, you know, the truth. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It turns out my dream was the truth. And if oh. I ended up actually going, still following through with my original plan, it probably would have been, like, it would not have been, like, the best situation for me. Mm-hmm. But, like... When I saw like concrete proof that it did happen, like yeah, like it, it really like broke me. But I tried to be kind of like stoic in my approach to it, so I was just kind of like, so mm-hmm. I found out that no, blah, blah, blah. and they were like low key shook. But I was just trying to be like so like cool, calm, and collected about it because I had already been through like the motions because it was like oh I had to yeah. three nights in a row, so I was already feeling that, and then. You know, then like then like I came back to to school and stuff like that, and then it, that's when I like got confirmation, like concrete confirmation that it did happen. 
you know, a little snooping, never hurt nobody. Yeah. And that's how I found out. And so then I just tried to stay like, as calm as possible. But I was like, mm, I was like pretty like destroyed after that. Yeah. Mentally, like, you were destroyed. Yeah, like mentally, but, physically, physically, but outwardly, you were very like calm about yeah, it. Yeah, I just tried to be like calm about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But Nika, no, I, was, I was broke. How did you feel when the first time you felt found out that you were being cheated on? I would just like to say that uh. details are <laughs> my thing. I pick up on every single thing. If mm. you think that I don't see it, come I on, Virgo. If you think that I don't notice right. it, I notice it. If you think for a second that you're about to get away with some shit, you're not going to get away with it. Because I picked up on it three months ago before <laughs> you even did it. So uh. don't fuck with me. I notice the change in tone which is very weird to me but i notice like when something's wrong like you're texting me but i can still tell like something is off Mm -hmm. i can tell from something's awry yeah i can feel i can feel the energy for some reason i don't know but that's happened like multiple times that's what makes me like stop texting people or something because i'm just like i'm not about to do this anymore Especially if I'm the one texting first all the time, which usually is the case. Mm. Um, but I noticed, like, he was being, like, a little bit, like, distant. And I was just like, something is a mess. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay? Like, something's up. I can tell. I know something's up. And I was just telling myself, like, like you're being overdramatic. Chill. Like, just chill. Like So, in one word, in one word, you feel like whenever you found out that you were being cheated on, that you felt like you were being overdramatic. I felt, yeah, I felt like I was being overdramatic with my thinking because I know that I tend to overthink things sometimes. So, I thought that was what was happening. But mm. what really was happening is that I was just analyzing everything is because mm-hmm. I was noticing everything. It wasn't that I was like, uh-huh. and I was like analyzing everything to nitpick at you it was just i noticed a change in your tone i noticed a change in like you in general i Mm -hmm. just noticed that things were different and i felt the shift in the energy so i knew something was up i didn't know what it was of course but something 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 was happening Mm -hmm. so then for both of you how far is too far like how far how far do you make it before it's considered cheating to you to both of you, Frenchie first, how far is too far? When is when is there a boundary considered like you've cheated? And yeah, just ask, just tell me that from, from that. I jump. mean, when you go and physically do something, uh-huh. then it's like, okay. Physically do something as in like. Like, like, like you've like had sex with this person. Uh-huh. Then it's like, Okay. So you really went there. <laughs> you really Here's went there. Here's why you with shouldn't it. have. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I think that obviously is just going way too far mm. with things. So like, once you have sex with someone, that's like that, that's, that's you've too gone too far. Far. And Nika. Because I mean. Oh wait, no no no. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's one thing when it's like, okay, like you've been talking to this person like it might just be like over social media uh-huh. but i feel like once you start like meeting up with this person and you start like going on dates with them in secret in secret you know what i'm saying to like, your knowledge like, actually. yeah and then like you start <laughs> you start like you know having sex with them then you that's going like, well, because now now it's a in-person thing like dang you taking them on dates but 
we ain't been on one in months. That's very interesting. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Nika, how far is too far for you? Sex, yes, but something happened before sex. What what, what was it? Mm-hmm. Communication. <laughs> you guys talked about it. You guys probably yeah. had multiple conversation, multiple sexual conversations about what you do to each other and everything. And then you guys made a date or a time to and where you should up. meet. Yeah, to where you should meet up and everything. Mm-hmm. Something happened before you got to the sex. You guys didn't just meet each other randomly in a fucking place and was like you know let's go fuck yeah let's (laughs) go yeah let's fuck right here in this bathroom i feel you something happened before the event so what's the bond that was that was nourished a bond was created for you to Uh even get to that place so that bond that was that's what really Uh yeah that bond that you created that was actually secretive is the cheating because you're keeping yeah. it from me yeah you're being secretive about it i'm mm-hmm. asking you like what's up what's wrong you're just like oh nothing why are you hiding your phone oh nothing uh-huh. why are you moving your phone so much oh nothing and i am not mm-hmm. one to check phones i don't give a fuck about that but i don't need to do that because uh-huh. you're telling me everything i need to know with your actions with yeah. your actions mm-hmm. so with you feeling guilty you're already telling me you're doing something on the side yeah. so that is the cheating because you guys made a bond uh-huh. you broke your bond with me mm-hmm. and you're moving on to somebody else uh-huh. and you're meeting up with them secretly and talking about your problems and your relationship with them because you don't want to talk about with me oh. you guys are creating a bond you're That's getting close Please, girl. yeah and you're just like yeah i just feel like she doesn't understand me or blah 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 but that, you that, never that came come to, to me, me. Come to no, me never ah. you have never come to me yes. with these things okay had yes. you done okay. that we would have had a conversation about it of course because i'm willing to fix things i'm i mm-hmm. i can do that i can talk things out and fix things if there are problems in the relationship but if you do not come to me first how nigga, am i supposed to know yeah how, how am i supposed to know i'm not about to assume assuming makes ass out of you and me uh-huh mm-hmm. so i'm not about to do that i agree that's dumb i don't want to look stupid out here (laughs) so yes i'm going to question you about why you're being so fucking fidgety because you're making yourself look guilty by doing all these secretive things sneaking off into the bathroom to Mm -hmm. go text some girl on an app that you downloaded because you wanted more action in your life but you can talk to me so then let me go ahead and give my standpoint on what it is since i haven't given my standpoint in any of this i just let you guys speak and let you guys like Get out yes. what it means to you. Have I been cheated on? Yes. What is my mm-hmm. definition of cheating? Cheating is any bond that you've made with someone else that that's is significant. And secretive. That is significant and secretive outside of my knowledge mm-hmm. that means something to you, that has a weight to you. That's what cheating is to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't even it doesn't it does not have to pass physical the moment that you it bring, doesn't have to the pass moment it. that exactly. you bring a bond into this mm-hmm. of someone special that you consider to be a friend or whatever it be the moment somebody you, bring a you bond told me not this. to worry about especially okay listen <laughs> point blank period that's what cheating means to me um how far is too far how far is too far too far is whenever you're starting to too far is starting to is is whenever you start to talk to them more than you talk to me yes oh yeah too far is whenever you're starting to see their light and talk to them about our relationship because you mm-hmm. feel like you can confide in them. Mm-hmm. 
but talk, you can't talk come to them about me, us, but you I'm can't r- come to me. Right, I'm right here. That's yeah. too far for me. That's like, all right, so y'all already got something special going on here. That's cute. You got a little light going on. You know, you find a little, you know, you find a little something, something in them that you don't find in me. And you feel comfortable. You feel at ease and comfortable in talking to this person and telling them all of our business, all of our relationship shit, all of our whatever it is. But don't want to come to me about it because you feel like I'm useless to come to. I don't listen, blah, 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 whatever right. it be. Right. The moment that you find someone else to confide in that shit with is the moment that I feel like, okay, listen. Yeah. You going too far for me. Yes. That's for me. Yes, yes. And it brings up the conversation of, oh, first, <laughs> before yeah. I bring that up, have you both ever cheated? No. Yeah. Yeah. Horse in the room. Horse in the room. No, no. not horse in the room. I haven't cheated. I have. I've I have. been giving an offer to cheat after the person cheated, but I did not take the offer because okay, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I I did, and I felt so bad. I felt like, terrible. I, 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 literally, I cried next to the person. And they were I like, felt so bad. Are you good? And I was like, no. I was so young, but I felt so bad about it and like it just broke me down and from that i've never done it again yeah yeah i was like but i felt terrible i felt terrible i felt so bad i felt so bad so it's like if i could feel bad after i did that i mean and it's not like it's an excuse or it gives me a pass because the person that i was with at the time was doing it to me constantly you know, yeah. disrespecting me in that way constantly. And then the one time I do it, I feel so bad. Like I said, it's not giving me a pass or anything. But um, if I could feel the way that I felt. It's just felt, keep that same energy, nigga. Yeah, if I could feel the way that I felt after doing that to someone, how is it possible that that person can do it to me feel so nothing. many uh-huh. times? Like, are you feeling that same thing every single time no. or what? Like, was I don't so many it. times with care. different bitches or with the same bitch? No, it was different people. It's because sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stacey. Sometimes right. it's just really <laughs> physical for some niggas. Yeah. I mean, for some niggas and some bitches. Yeah. It's just purely physical. Mm-hmm. And that. And that brings, it's a great segue into my next topic on emotional cheating versus physical cheating, a.k.a. led with action. Yeah. Which one hurts more to you? The emotional thing. <laughs> I, think yeah. that, I think that's what hurts more. Because yeah. that's like, wow, like you actually created, like you guys said, a bond with this person. Like you but feel comfortable bond, coming to them with things. Yeah, like you feel comfortable coming to them with your like with your problems and your personal, issues. Personal shit. Personal things. That you like, probably never told me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it'll be things that like they never told you, mm-hmm. but they can tell that person. So it's like, oh, so I'm just a piece of shit on the log. Right. Huh? Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Like, dang, like you really created like this thing with this person in secret. Uh-huh. And you have nothing left for me. Like there's no there's no like anything left over for me to like grab onto because now you found like this emotional sponge or whatever that can take all that on or, you know, whatever. And now we don't like there there's no there's nothing there for us anymore. Now uh-huh. it's all to that person. So it's like, how can I compete? 
I with can. the person that that has I won't. That, that has like like your heart and your mind and I your refuse. emotions. I can't. I won't. <laughs> right. Like you I, can go I with can. them if you feel like you can be so connected with them. You can go over there with them, and I'll be over here with me, yeah. single. But like, I don't. Okay. Well. <laughs> Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah Boy, bye. Nothing you could do at that point. At least I that's what you. I feel. For me, I how do you feel, Nika? Same way. Yeah, basically the same way. Um, emotional really hurts a lot more because you built up a connection with this person, whether it be like a month's connection or whatever. You built a connection somehow, some right. way with this person, and for them to go behind your back in secret and to build a bond with someone else with not not even thinking about how right. you would feel about Don't it know, not even caring yeah not even caring and you're just like like what am i to you then if you yes. if you feel like you can just go with another person and create another bond with them a closer bond with them at that because half the shit they know i don't even know and i'm supposed to be the person that you're with mm-hmm. so it's just like what the fuck am I if you're over there with them? And that's what kids, because then you get to questioning yourself. Yeah, you start when, to question, are you good enough? What yeah, did I do wrong? It's an emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. It's more so, okay, what am I doing? Like, you get, like, all intro about it. Yep. Crazy. How about you, Wes? Like, how do you, how do um, you feel? I feel like the emotional definitely hurts me more. Emotional hurts me more mentally. Physically hurts mm-hmm. me more physically. Yeah. Like... If you're getting physical, if you've gotten past the point with me, which is what you're rarely going to get past the point of where, because if I sense that you're like giving time, energy, love, whatever it is to another someone else, uh-huh. I'm it, not won't even get gonna, I'm, it won't get to physical because <laughs> by the time you get to physical, I'm out. But if you physically get to a point where you're cheating with someone else, you're putting my health in uh, jeopardy yes yes you are i mean <laughs> that's whenever i get real like i could give two fucks secreted. about you i don't know who you fucking i don't know, know where you putting your got. shit into <laughs> but whenever you put my health in jeopardy my Ooh. well-being how i live my life how i lead my life mm-hmm. that's whenever i'm like yo <laughs> yeah <laughs> you really out your motherfucking mind mm-hmm. simple sad that's the part people don't think about like you're literally jeopardizing someone's health because you you're choosing to be reckless mm-hmm. and disrespectful in your in your relationship. So now you're putting that person at risk of whatever whatever you end up bringing back, if anything. Like you yeah. know what I mean. And hopefully, you it's don't. some it's <laughs> something that at a shot or a pill or or a cream will take away. But right. if it's not if it's not, then then what? Right. What do I do then if it's what, permanent and yeah, I can't well, get rid of it? What do I do then? What do I do if there's no cure for what you gave me because you wanted to be reckless? Exactly. Now I have to alter the whole entire way that I lead my life because now mm-hmm. you being disrespectful to me in our relationship right. has put me in a position where I have to be more cautious about. And the I didn't even do life. anything. And I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I was just here and I saw what the fuck was going on. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, mm-hmm. to end it. The conversation in general. Mm-hmm. Have you or will you be able to forgive someone that you've been with if they emotionally or physically cheat on you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I actually now that I think about it now. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
now that I think about it now, I'm going to have to say no. Oh. <laughs> I'll be able to um I mean forgiveness is really for for me. Mm-hmm. So exactly. yes, I'll be able to forgive you, but now at the point in life that I'm at right now, I don't think I will be able to be with the person. You know, b- be with them after the forgiveness mm-hmm. thing like yeah, no. I'm just I'm not putting up with that no more. Like exactly. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm grown. You grown. <laughs> I don't got time for little kid games. Grow yeah. up. That, that's it. Like I, I don't have time. Nikki, you feel the same way? I sure the fuck do. Me too. You can Bamboo. be forgiven. You, uh, you, you can be forgiven, but I will not. I will definitely not forget, and I will definitely not be with you. You can go be with that person that you were fucking. That's on. slower. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you're fucking. But on. it won't be me. No. <laughs> not <laughs> I. <laughs> Yeah, definitely won't be. Not me. I, not today. I tell you. Not I, said the cow. Mm. Well, bam, boom, that's it. Shit. Mm. After Under Our Umbrella, we'll save this topic for another time. Okay. <gasps> Any closing remarks, Frenchie? Yes. Summer is around the corner. We're okay. going to Vegas. <laughs> we have a oh. Vegas trip planned. We plan on documenting it. I don't know. Y'all well, might I don't not know how see. that's going to work. Anybody got a camera? Okay. Hey, <laughs> we're going to know. Vegas for 4th of July. We're going to be in Vegas. Please let us know if you're going to be in Vegas. We should like link up. You can like buy us a yard. And drink it's going to be from, a mess. Uh, what's that place? What's the place? I don't know. Fat Tuesdays. Fat from Fat Tuesdays. Or okay. Senior Frogs. Just saying. Y'all could buy us a yard. Yay. Woo. Whatever. If you're in Vegas um, or in 4th of July, let us know. Let us know. We'll love to party with y'all if you're, yeah. like, normal. Um, but, um, yes. Follow us, please, on please. Twitter and Instagram at TBU Podcast. Email us at theblackumbrellapc at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to just let us know how you feel about the show, what you want to see how you felt about any of these topics. If you have anything that you want us to discuss or if you have any stories or anything like that that you want us to say, you know, on air or that you just want to send to us or whatever, we'll keep it confidential. Don't even worry about it. Um, Yeah, just let us know. We hope you guys are having a wonderful Thursday. Boop, boop. Amen. Yes. And with that, thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Thank you. Love guys. you guys so much. And see you next Thursday. Hugs and kisses. Bye. Bye.